Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. Uh, this is the back end of a doubleheader for me, split squad game. I just did a three-hour nap. We're about to do a couple of these. Yeah, so this isn't the back end. This is the middle end of a triple header. Well, yeah, but the three hours, then, these are... these. The nice thing about these is they are exactly 32 minutes. There's no surprises. Yeah, that's true. About how long it's going to be. Yeah. What is this, number five out of 32? Uh, so we've done, uh, in order from worst to first, not in the order we release them, we've done Washington, Miami, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh. So today we have the fifth in the series, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals come in at 17 in our cumulative ranking. I have them 17. The listeners have them 19. Uh, you have them at 14, which uh, one other listener ties with you, but otherwise none of the listeners have them that high. So let's start with Kiwi. Why I think they're a league average team. Well, how about this? If they were in a different division, everyone would be all over them this year. All over them. But the power ranking concept isn't based – well, I mean, for you, I guess it is. Because, but, but for most people, it's not based on what division you're in. Because the power ranking isn't predicting your record. It's how good of a team you are. Well, then they should be higher. Well, I just think all these teams have a ceiling because they can't all, you know, they can't all be good. Yeah. So – but but you, I mean, but you have them at fourteen, so you think that they're a playoff team, right? Seven teams make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, they're a borderline playoff team for sure. I don't know if they're the eighth, if they're my eighth best NFC team. I forget. All right, well, um, we're, we're definitely gonna do the schedule game, and we'll see uh, when we get to that. That's uh, but, fine. Um, but I guess I mean, g- give mm-hmm. me your your top line headline. Why is this a, a borderline playoff team to you? Okay, well, first of all, they, I mean, you know, they added a, they added a, you know, an elite receiver, and now you look at the receiving core. And there aren't really a lot of teams around the league that can that can match up with with what they have. Yeah, I'm going to strongly disagree there. They have one elite receiver. They have Fitzgerald, who's you know aging and you know doesn't drop the ball, but he's basically a possession guy. Who, I mean, as know, a yeah, as a third receiver, there aren't teams that have a better yeah, third well, receiver than him. Uh, and, and then, Christian and Kirk was pretty good. Kirk had a very good year last year. Kirk is very fast and he has a lot of potential. But uh, to say that they have the best receivers in the league, I think that's a little bit far. Fetch. I think Hopkins, Kirk, and Fitzgerald. Who who's doing better? I mean, I haven't I mean, done all my receiver rankings just yet, so I'm not ready to object. But uh, I mean, the and they and they have a bunch of they have Isabella and Keyshawn Johnson, who Isabel neither of them really flashed last year. All right, so I'd say Dallas. I take Dallas's receiving core over them with the Cooper Browns, Gallup, the Chiefs, Cooper Gallup, and CD. Um, the I'd say I take the Bucks, especially if you're including Gronk. Well, I take the over Bucks. them. Yeah. Um, 
Julio and Ridley, I'd say automatically you, you take them, even though I think Laquan Treadle might be their number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there. Uh, Thomas uh, on the Saints is with Traquan and Emmanuel Sanders. For sure, it's I'd a, say the Saints, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, so let's they're start, about well, – and so the let, Chiefs. I'd say they're about seventh. So, okay, but let's start with – but also let's remember this is a team that won five games last year, so they have a big hill to climb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that DeAndre Hopkins is worth five wins on his own. Which of is course not. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. Um, so let's start with Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray, I think, is one of those guys who, because he's good at fantasy, people get confused and they overrate him in real life. Well, now, I, I mean, he's played one year. Yes. Anything oh, for sure. Gonna... So anything is possible. He's played one year, and we've seen guys, you know, be terrible garbage their first year, you know, like Jared Goff and, and then, or Mitch Trubisky, and they'd be very good their second year. And those are not two great examples, obviously, because they regressed uh, in their third year and thereafter. But so I'm not, I'm not drawing any conclusions, but I just think that because he's so good at, at fantasy, because of the running and all that, I think that people mm-hmm. sort of overrate him. Um, Pro Football Focus ranked him dead last in the NFL last year in, in clean pocket passing. Mm-hmm. Now, DeAndre Hopkins obviously helps that, but I, just, I think we're making assumptions if we think that he is certainly going to be a playoff caliber quarterback. He might be. He could be. We've seen quarterbacks have worse rookie seasons and have a great second years for sure. But I just think everybody's sort of penciling him in as, oh, he's probably about an average NFL quarterback, maybe a little bit better than that. And, you know, maybe he, cert- he absolutely has that potential, but to draw that as a conclusion, as his baseline, I think is very flawed. Um, and that's yeah, I, listen, obviously picking them to make the playoffs is, is, saying, is saying that Kyler Murray's going to make a leap this year, which is a pretty reasonable take. Yeah, oh, it's um, reasonable. I just don't think – I think that – I think that people are, I think he's overrated right now. I think people are assuming that he's better than he is. And I think fantasy has a lot to do with that. Well, so it's interesting. The Cardinals didn't really lose anybody. Uh, I mean, you know, David Johnson, but who cares? Yeah. Um, and then, and so you're talking about adding Dondre Hopkins. Fine. Yeah. Uh, they spent a zillion dollars on three defenders that like either people haven't heard of or are coming off uh, one good year, $60 million for Devon Kennard, Jordan Phillips, yeah. and Devondre Campbell to add to what was really a slightly below average defense at best. Well, so here, well, let's year. start with Kennard and Phillips because their defensive line, Chandler Jones has 19 sacks by himself. Yeah. And it's really all the more impressive because there was no real other like pass rushing threat on this team. No, no, no. It's not, it's not like uh, the team we're going to talk about next because I just spun the uh, yeah. magic wheel You spun wheel the wheel without me? I did, so I can oh. do a few minutes of research. I'm sorry for actually trying to give a decent podcast. You're gonna, you're gonna tell me what it's spun on uh, at the end of the podcast, and I don't want you doing research during this podcast for next podcast. I want <laughs> you, to... So you just want to sound smarter than me on the next podcast, basically. Well, I mean, I just spun it now while I was waiting for you to freaking oh. bump for a baby or something. Yeah. Whatever you said. Sorry that I'm uh, um, feeding my children. Well, um, so Jordan, yeah, Jordan Phillips had a weird year because he was sort of the second guy. He's um, one of those guys. He, I think he had ten sacks for Buffalo last year. Is that right? Yes. He's one of those but guys. He's just sacks. Who, it's, yeah. That's the only thing he does. Yeah. And, and he sort of got those sacks because he was the benefit of a great defense. And so he got a bunch of single coverage and sort yeah, of. He might in, get like, two sacks this year and nobody would be surprised. They gave him three for 30. I'm, I don't remember what was guaranteed. But yeah. Kennard from Detroit. I think he got a bunch also. Yeah. A bunch of money. Football focus hated all three of those guys and despised all three of those signings. So the. What's called? So it's weird because everything here is mediocre. I'd say like. Patrick Peterson has had his worst season. The it, well, if so he was suspended far, for the first six games. Yeah, but he still played. He he had his worst season. He for wasn't sure. so great when he came back. Yeah, and here's here's the thing. So we um yeah. we have a baseball Hall of Fame chat that turned into a football Hall of Fame chat because of that Barnwell article a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was pointing out that to make the Hall of Fame as a cornerback, 
you have to have played at least a dozen years at an elite level. Uh, when Darrell Rivas, or if Darrell Rivas makes the Hall of Fame, he will literally be the only cor- cornerback from the Super Bowl era whose career was shorter than that. Um, and so I think, like, when you look at Richard Sherman and Patrick Peterson, I don't think when Richard Sherman left Seattle, he was, you know, definitely a Hall of Famer. I think that once he got to San Francisco and had a renaissance, now I think he is. Peterson has to do that because, you know, he started his career with seven straight Pro Bowl seasons. But if Peterson's career is done, he ain't making the Hall of Fame. I agree, but I don't think he looked done last year. I just think, like, and he also is, is the type of player with a reputation that he could make, like, two more junkie Pro Bowls for no reason. Yeah. Um, and, and I think he's, better he's for, not a well. lock, but he's, he's you know – He's certainly uh, leaning in uh, Patrick Peterson right now as far as being a Hall of Famer. Uh, Buda Baker was good. Yeah, so um, he's probably – I mean, is he their best defender other than Jones? And I guess Peterson, if you think he's going to get back. Yeah, I'd, yeah I, I would say that. I mean, none of the new guys Im- are impressed me at all. So they – okay, so they drafted Isaiah Simmons, which is a weird pick. It's sort of like a positionless yeah. linebacker. But their linebackers were terrible. So hope – I mean – terrible. There's, it's not like they don't have a slot for Simmons. They just have to figure out where Simmons is going to be yeah, best. Yeah, yeah. But, but all the slots but, are open. No, the question is, like, is that a good value for a first-round yeah. pick, really? Well, I mean, look, Anthony Barr on the Vikings is sort of a similar guy, but you never really know what to do with him. Yeah, I mean, the Jets were signing him to play a completely different position before yeah. he, before he like, to go back to the Vikings. Um, By the yeah. way, he was one of those guys on that Barnwell article. Barnwell gave him, like, a 50% chance to make the Hall of Fame. There's a 0% chance Anthony Barr is making the Hall no, of Fame. No, 0%. Yeah, he, he doesn't get the sacks because he's not that kind of a player, so he doesn't have, like, the... the and know, he doesn't the, even get postseason honors. Like, I don't know what Barnwell's talking about with that. I mean, anyway, he makes the Pro Bowl, but that doesn't mean anything because everybody makes yeah, the Yeah, but he's not an All-Pro. I don't think he's ever been an All-Pro. Yeah, I mean, he had the um, one elite season, you know, the great... The, it, it, the, the year the Vikings went 12-4, and four, but... Okay, so... Um, so they, there's two interesting draft picks. So yeah, they need to shore up their linebackers, which is why they spent a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're all so they all so Isaiah Simmons adding. I think what did he go eighth, sixth? I forget where he was in the draft. Um, uh, but again, that's not a great value for a guy who might ultimately be an inside linebacker. I mean, you'd have to be Ray Lewis to, to yeah. you know go that high. And then, but then Josh Jones was like I think Kalish had him going the first round in our in our uh, draft preview, and maybe even a, a he's probably is he an immediate starter. Yeah, so I he um I listen. I haven't been following uh, the Cardinals training camp that closely. I think but, they're slotting him at right tackle. For but him, he was yeah. He, I think the right tackle job is his for his for him to lose. Now the Cardinals have had offense. No, if you have, if you get a starting tackle in the third round, that's a great pick. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the the, the Cardinals have really have had uh, rough tack, you know, rough offensive line problems uh, time immemorial. Well, so uh, it, it's they, an interesting situation. In 2018, they had like the worst offensive line in the league. Last year, they were like, like just, historically like, bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah. So last year yeah. they were bad, which is a massive improvement, but. Because I, I guess it's because, like, they do the spread rushing attack. Uh, Kenyon Drake, when he came over, averaged over five yards a carry. Chase Edmonds averaged over five yards a carry. Like, once they got rid of David Johnson, the Albatross, yeah. like, all their running backs put up, like, really great numbers. Yeah, the running backs are fine. They, I mean, even, you know, was, uh, I played for Herm Edwards at, uh, at Arizona State. Like, he, you know, if he yeah. makes the team, he could play a little bit. And it's not uh, just the running backs. They, um, their running backs at, were second in the league in, in highest yards before contact last year. So it's not just with the running backs, but it's obviously like the, the spread rushing attack they're using is good because they don't yeah. have... And they're better run blockers but... than, than pass blockers. So yeah, sure. the offensive yeah. line, they re-signed DJ Humphreys, uh, Pew, everyone knows from the Giants, Sweezy, yeah. uh, Sweezy from the Seahawks. Good name. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and Josh Jones. I, the car, first of all, how many Arizona Cardinals fans do you know? Very few. Yeah. I mean, look, look at the guests we've had on this podcast over the years. Will Leach. We never, we, I think that we, are, we, we want Will Leach Will emailed, Leach. but I don't think he ever was recorded audio. Yeah. Uh, he, on the original 32 fans, we didn't get Will Leach. I'm trying to think what he did on the original. We definitely did, We did something with Will Leach. I don't remember. Maybe he, maybe he did a draft pick for us or something. I'm not I sure. I don't remember. Um, so you know what? 
um, on uh, with the uh, one year thirty two fans. The what, reply yeah. all thing. Yeah, we we yeah. did a we did a text uh, uh, preview with a lot of teams where we went back and forth, which was fun because you could sort of do it at your own pace. And so Willich was the guest for that. That's what I'm mm. that's what I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, let's do the Cardinals schedule. Let's play the schedule game. Already, we're, we're we're jumping into the schedule game like ten minutes. Yeah, because I got a podcast. couple things I want to talk about if we have uh, okay. If we've got time. I have more takes. Uh, we haven't even talked about their punter. <laughs> what, do you have punter takes? We need punter takes. Well, I mean, Andy Lee, their punter, is um, the fourth greatest punter in the history of the NFL on my chart. For longtime Niners punter, Andy yeah. Lee. Uh, Shane Leckler's number one. Uh, has to be in the Hall of Fame as soon as he's eligible. Mm-hmm. Sammy Ball, who's a, you know, in the Hall of Fame as a quarterback, but he was uh, an incredible. His, uh, you know, uh, I have a, the Chester uh, uh, punter plus number, which is like punting relative to the league average during his career. Mm-hmm. Sammy Ball is a plus eleven point six, which is insane. Mm-hmm. There's no one like like next highest is Shane. Does Lecker. your wife it, know she has four kids with someone who has a punter plus rating? Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking that someone can have a punter plus rating and also not be a virgin, right? <laughs> I mean, one side say fine, four yeah, times, four times, like... yeah, four times sex ever right here. Uh, so Shane Leckler's at plus eight point six, but Ball's at eleven point six, which so is bonkers. But yeah, Andy Lee's the fourth greatest punter at all time, and then Gerald Wilson is third. Uh, who played for the Chiefs in the 60s and 70s. One of my fun things in doing uh, the research that I've uh, subsequently given up for now, uh, about 65, 70% of the way through, is like finding some kickers that were so insanely bad. And a lot of times they were like also the quarterback or like also a linebacker or something. But like you think like, oh, like is this normal that this guy was like oh for his whole career on 40 plus uh, field goals? And then it's not like, oh, no, he is like the worst kicker ever. Somehow he held the job. For like well, the interesting years. thing, like, when I look at my punter rankings, there's tons of guys in my punter rankings who are Hall of Famers for other positions. Sammy Ball is number two all-time uh, Hall of Fame quarterback. Yale Larry, number six all-time, a Hall of Fame safety. Uh, Norm Van Brocklin, number 13 on my punter rankings, uh, another Hall of Fame quarterback. Bob Waterfield, another um, a Hall of Fame quarterback, is uh, number 28 in my punter list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of uh, – Tommy Davis. Whoa. That was a big burp. Excuse me. I'm uh, burping my child. Tommy Davis was a kicker and a punter for the 49ers um, in, the, in the 60s. And he is my fifth best punter of all time. So a all lot right, of guys... That's enough punter talk. Okay. Well, you asked for punter talk. You got punter talk. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the schedule game. People said they want uh, more schedule game, less punter talk. Yeah. You know what? And I also have to do... We have, we've only had one guest. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I have a couple teams scheduled. We'll talk offline about the schedule in case you want to join. Yeah, I, I scheduled a couple uh, solo pods yes. to, to so ease the burden the of the new dad. And yes. then we have a couple in the can so we don't have to like scramble over the weekend like we are now where I think we're recording this and then posting it immediately, if I'm not mistaken, right? This tonight, this is the Sunday night episode, right? Ye- yes, this is the Sunday yeah, episode. This, so we and then the, the, the next team we're doing, which you already spun the wheel without telling me, is the Monday episode. Right, but then I'm going to have uh, put a few more in the in the can for this week. With some yeah, well, when we got to record one for Tuesday anyway, you know, in the next 24 hours, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Okay, fine. So let's go to the schedule game. Um, are you, are you picking? I know. Uh, you tell me and I'll pick. Oh, okay. we'll both pick whatever. Okay. No, no. Only one of us. Week one at San Francisco, the reigning division champs. I'll say loss. Yeah. Uh, week two at home against Washington. Win for sure. And then week three at home against Detroit, the uh, Canard revenge game. Oh yeah, people. Uh, that that's got to be flexed in the prime time. But like, know? Cardinals, one of the teams least disadvantaged by not having fans in the stands, obviously, because you know uh, most of their games have a, you know Vikings games. No there's spoilers, more Vikings fans. But, Cowboys games are certainly more Cowboys fans. Yeah, no spoilers. But the team we're going to talk about next is probably the least uh, disadvantaged. Okay. Um, 
the yes, the yeah, Cardinals don't have a lot of fans, and and in well, fact, but hold on. But the team that you're so game. now that I figured out who we have next, that team has nobody in the stands, you know, because they're playing in a band. Like like the Cardinals have to play with forty thousand fans rooting for the other team. Ordinarily, so they don't have. No, to well, with that this, this team we don't even know because they're playing in a new stadium. We don't know what they're situation's going to yeah. be. I mean, I don't know if that team's going to be filled, the zillion-dollar stadium. Yep. All right, okay, fine. So they beat Detroit, they're 2-1? and one? Yes. Okay, so yeah, a big home field advantage for the Cardinals, which is unusual. Uh, week four, they go at Carolina. It is true. Why are we talking about home and away? I do think we should probably stop that. Well, I mean, there still is the advantage of travel, you know, being in your own bed. True, 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 true. And some teams might have fans at some point this season. Yeah, they get, they get to pump in the artificial noise. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, Carolina, week four, at Carolina? I'll say a loss. Okay, and then at your Jets, week five. Ah, uh, win. During the Jewish holidays. So they mm-hmm. win in New York, three and two. Then they play Monday night at Dallas. Ah, uh, loss. Okay, so three and three. And then they play Seattle before the bye. At home? Yeah. Who cares? Ah, uh, loss. All right, three and four. Coming out of the bye, they, got, uh, they continue their homestand. They play Miami. Win. Four and four. And then they play Buffalo. By the way, again, we talked about this, but this is another reason why, you know, you should push up all the NFC West teams because they play the AFC East. Yeah, they play Buffalo. Uh, I'll say win against Buffalo also. Wow. So uh, all of these defensive linemen uh, get to play at home against their former team, uh, Detroit Buffalo. Mm -hmm. All right, Jordan Phillips. All right, so five and four now, a winning record in late November for the Arizona Cardinals. They play at Seattle on short rest Thursday night game. I'll say they get swept by Seattle. All right, so that's five and five. Then they go at New England the following Sunday. I'll say loss, five and six. Five and six then at home against the Rams. I'll give them the win since they don't play the Rams until December. Big win, okay. six and five. Then they play the mm-hmm. Giants. I think they're six and six. No. Um, yeah, six and six. Excuse me. They play the Giants. S- win seven and six. Seven and six. Then they play the Eagles. I'll say loss seven and seven. Seven and seven. Then they play the 49ers. I'll say loss, and then they beat the Rams. Seven. Eight. So they sweep the Rams. Sweep the Rams. You know, listen. They're, they're going to win. I have them two and four in division. Sounds like they need to go three and three to really be in the playoffs. So you have them eight and eight though overall. I have them eight and eight. Uh, okay. I still stand by my 14th best uh, team. Yeah, well, I mean, eight and eight in a good division. The is... difference between 14 and 18 is negligible also. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I was just uh, teasing a little bit. But uh, look, again, if they go eight and eight in that division, then they're a slightly above average team, I think is fair to say. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so you're big in the, well, the over, over under seven and a half. So you're pretty close. Uh, I would stay away from the over from the win total here. Yeah, I would go under if anything because I think really eight, maybe nine is their absolute ceiling. Whereas, well, what ha- I there's a lot that, of avenues assume, to go five or six. I assume all these things are based on sixteen games played, right? Like I assume one game not played in in football. Not, yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, football. I don't. I don't know. Maybe a Brett can so, explain us how that works. Maybe yeah, well, maybe win totals are you know. All right, so be. you wanted to go right to the schedule game. Imagine if you're podcast. like winning, or you're like you're like your team's like seven and two, and the numbers like eight and a half. And then the season gets canceled or a bunch of games get canceled. And yeah, I mean, look, that all evens out. Like but yeah, you can complain about a bad beat. Um, but while you wanted to jump into the schedule game half of the podcast. You said you had some things to say. What are the big things you had to say? Or did you say them already? I don't know. I don't know. Has, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So tomorrow you're doing a bris. Tomorrow morning. Yes. You're doing a bris. 845. How many people are, I'm sending you a Zoom link. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, funny because I said to my wife, I was like, I love Chester. He didn't even, you didn't even mention sending the zoom link like you really want to watch it i will send it to you if you want to watch it no i don't want to watch it yeah. it's just the idea that you wouldn't send it to me is funny because i feel like you send it then you're presuming that people is have... it is it a patron perk the 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 the, the zoom bris should i send the link to the no to the that's group? insane don't do that your wife will get mad i don't think my, no why, 
The only care. here's the truth. The only like I don't mind going to Briss's. The annoying thing is if they're very early in the morning. No, this but one's at eight forty-five. The best. We're gonna have locks. We're gonna have. Um, do you know what sambusak is? Um, I think so. So sambusak, I had never heard of it, but sambusak is this Syrian food that. So in in one of my group chats of local friends where I mentioned uh, the Briss and I, I did send the info. Somebody said, I'm only coming if you have sambusak. And then another person immediately responded and said, that's my favorite food. And then a third person responded and said the same thing also. I never heard of this. It's apparently right, a Syrian. I'm pretty sure yeah. I've had sambusak. Yeah, they have, them, uh, they have them here. It's a Syrian. So it's like a samosa. It's basically the same thing as a samosa, I think. Uh, it's, it's like, like a, a puff cheese, pastry. It's with a cheese-filled pastry. Yeah. yeah Cheese I don't know what makes it so great because I've had many cheese-filled pastries in my life that are good. Yeah, but, and but... I hate cheese brekkas. In Israel, yeah. it's like the, the triangle brekkas or the cheese brekkas and the, yeah. and the, and the sort of squarish, I don't know. Are what the potatoes. Yeah. Are the potatoes, and I'm a potato man. Oh, uh, my local shapes. bakery makes makes the spinach and mushroom, which I which yeah. I prefer to the to potato. And then mm. you get the cinnamon rolls also. I like those. Yeah. Uh, the Israeli bakery, really not a concept that exists in America, at least in the kosher food world, where it's just like every corner has like a bakery with like freshly baked, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you eat those every day. Uh, I mean, the food, the food situation in Israel is so much better. Now again, we're kosher, so it's not exactly- Not, you know, not totally. The food I, situation, I mean, Israel's food is incredible. It, it is very good. You know what? Like, it's, it, because it's a great mix of ethnicities because you have yeah. like you have like half the country is, you know, of Middle Eastern origin. Half the country is like mm -hmm. of European origin. And so yeah. you, and then you got, you know, a bunch of Ethiopians and Russians and, you know, you bring everybody together and everybody, you know, brings their best culinary options. And then you don't yeah. have any like the shitty country. But we like need, England yes. Or whatever. Yeah. So. You, yeah. I mean, the hot dogs in America are much better. <laughs> uh, I, I, the the fries. We're talking about great food. Are you talking about hot dogs? Who gives a shit about well, a hot dog? Well, I mean, we do a lot of barbecues, like football Sunday. We're grilling. Yeah, you're having hot dogs and hamburgers. Care about hot dogs. Um, grownups care about hot dogs, and then no, but you um, have, you, no, you have you have great kebabs in Israel, though. You have like the lamb yeah. and the the, the kebabs the, are good. The, the, yeah, the uh, yeah, you have all the spicy like. All right, so where do you get sambusa from? Okay, so so sambusak is the Syrian food. So so these three people in succession said they're only coming if they get sambusak. So I'm like, I never heard of this. I said, where can I get it? So it's Syrian. So where do you think I was told I can get it? By the way, classy people just like uh, I'm only coming if this. Uh, like I do that sort of thing too. Yeah, but okay. I, but that's but, what I was gonna say. I the only good part about a bris is the food. And yeah. on Zoom, unless you're like sending me food to my house, what like I have yes. no. Oh, I agree. Purpose in being there. I don't well, care what I was, okay, name. So I wasn't planning on doing. I wasn't planning on zooming it because who wants? You know. Okay, fine. You want to see my little two-minute speech about the name, but other than that, what are you watching for? Um, but then some family members asked, and some people asked, so we said, fine, we'll make a zoom. Now the other question is like how to set up the zoom, and I'm gonna have to be like dragging an iPad around. That's annoying, but whatever. Um, Give it to your six-year-old, and then just complain yeah. if anybody complains. Say that. So um, yeah. So anyway, so so I said, well, where do I get the sambusak? So I was told, well, you can get it in Brooklyn, or you can get it in Deal, New Jersey. Deal is a city on the Jersey Shore where all the Syrians go in the summer, and then in the rest of the year they live in Brooklyn. So I said, well, you know, I live in neither Brooklyn nor Deal, and I'm not driving over an hour in either direction to get it. So I said, is anybody here going to be in either of those those locations? But fortunately, one of the people in this group is a Syrian. A Syrian American, I think he prefers to be called. And so he says, um, "Yeah, I'll be in deal this weekend, and I'll bring you back some sambusak." So uh, our our guest, Ab Sutton, will be uh, providing the sambusak for our bris. Oh, so Ab's bringing it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so uh, so this was very funny. So this is uh, this is on Thursday, or I think this is on Friday. We're having this whole mm -hmm. conversation. So I messaged him. So I say, "Well, listen, but but because of like social distancing and all that, so all the food is like individual. Like we're gonna, you know, ba the bagels and locks, but everything like the bagels and cream cheese are like in each one in an individually wrapped." Uh, thing. Yes. And then the locks are in individually wrapped containers and the cupcakes, like everything's individually wrapped for COVID reasons, obviously. Yes. Um, 
And so, and the whole person, it's outside in the yard, you know, social distancing, masks, et cetera. And we didn't really invite that many people. So, um, you're not really supposed to invite anybody to a bris. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't notify that many people even. But yeah. um, so, I, so I said to Abby, I said, well, how big are these sambusas? Because I don't know what they are. So I know like what size container to get to put them into. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it like a cupcake size, a sandwich size, a hoagie mm-hmm. size? I have no idea what I'm dealing with here. Um, so he says to me, the na- he, I, said, I said, where are you getting it from? So he told me the name of the place in, in Deal that he's buying it at. This is on Friday afternoon. So I said, okay, great. I will call them and ask them. And he says to me something like, this conversation is not going to go how you think it's going to go. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. You're dealing with like soup Nazi-esque type, like, like yeah. classic Seinfeld so I'm like I'm like people. the white bread Ashkenazi, you know, like, uh, you know. So I, how big is the yeah. sample son? <laughs> exactly. So I call them and I, this is four o'clock on a Friday afternoon. They have like the, the Arab shop is rushed or whatever. So I call them and I say, they're very busy. And I say, as they say, hello, I say, hi, do you have sambu And And it, it was as if you called like a hospital and said like, do you have like gloves? He was yeah. so offended <laughs> like, by the question. It was like, it was like, yes. But he said it with like this, like disdain in his voice, and he, he could read my whiteness, like into yeah. Oh, he saw. He's like. So I said to him, right. I said, "Well, I, I'm gonna come pick them up on Sunday." He's like, "So why are you calling now?" I said, "Well, it's for a bris on Monday." And he repeats, like, "So why are you calling now?" I said, "Well, the reason I'm calling is I want to know, like, do you have them individually packaged, or are you, is it possible to individually package them?" And he's at this point, he's losing his mind. He's like, yeah. they come like a dozen on a tray." And then you heat up the tray and you serve them like that. And I said, but if I want to individually package them, do you sell like some kind of packaging containers I can put them in? He's like, why would you want to do that? And I said, well. <laughs> you should be like, you should Google the coronavirus. Yes, I said, well, like, because of oh, coronavirus. <laughs> so I know. So I said, well, because of coronavirus, you know, people prefer to not touch other people's foods. So they prefer anything. And he says to me, yeah, I'm not into that scene. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> not into that scene. Yeah. He's not into the coronavirus scene. All right. So yeah, listen, an, I respect it. An outbreak in it Jersey, probably messed up his do, business for yeah. several weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So, that's, I, so I transcribed yeah. this whole conversation to AB, and he was dying. He's like, that's exactly what I knew was going to happen. Oh, yeah. AB should have taken one for the team. Um, I, I don't – I mean, what, what do they speak? Farsi? Like, what, what would you have done better? No, that's Persian. They speak Arabic. But uh, they don't – I mean, no. AB's like a third-generation American or something, I assume, right? He doesn't speak any Arabic. I don't know. Does he? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's funny how for a lot of these podcasts for the crappy teams, we start discussing other stuff and then we cut to the team two minutes to go. Here, we did like a bait and switch. We started talking about the team and like the, the, the four Cardinals fans who listen are like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to get 32 minutes of action. And you now think we, we have four about- Cardinals fans listening? That's yeah, I don't a mean, lot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's no Cardinals fans. Um, all right, so, I, I, so do we have anything else to say? We're not going to talk about former Gophers great Max Williams. We talk about yeah, Max Williams. They never the Cardinals never really have a good tight end. They don't have a good tight end. Yeah, well, tight so end they right never now. have good tight ends in terms of receiving. But I think he had the best run blocking grade of any tight end in the league last. Yeah, time. he's a good blocker. Max Williams is a good blocker. That is true. It's funny when you think uh, of tight ends in Arizona, you always think, especially if you're an astute fantasy player, you think of their historically awful tight end fantasy defense, which is yeah. you know a function of them having zero linebackers. Maybe Isaiah yeah. and, and also like traditionally a, a poor defensive team. This is not usually a good defensive yeah. team. When they're good, it's a bad defensive team. When they almost win the Super Bowl, it's a bad defensive team. Yeah. When no, they're, they're bad, bad it's a bad defensive team. team. Yeah. So, um, so how many minutes in are we? Your um, your brother doesn't yeah. like that we speculate when the bomb is coming. But listen, yeah. he says we should be. Pl- he basically wants maybe to schedule- maybe they should contract a few teams. So this could be twenty eight fans in twenty eight days, and it's twenty eight. Yeah. No. Yeah. He wants us to schedule basically like a forty minute podcast. We get bombed halfway through without planning. He doesn't like us discussing the bomb in advance of the bomb. Listen, I don't know what the they first do. First rule of bomb is, yeah, don't acknowledge bomb. But, I, I, by the way, we had the opposite. We did have that problem with with uh, Jacob Lewin. Our Colts podcast went so far over 
It was like at 42 minutes and we had some good stuff at the end. So I started editing, editing, editing like crazy to try and get us under 32 minutes. And then I was like halfway through and I realized I had over edited and we were like down to 3130. So if you listen to that podcast, if you thought this is like the 20th podcast your baby's been on also. Yeah. So my, my son in his first four days of life uh, was present for the recording of seven podcasts. And then he took a break. He did not podcast on his fifth day of life or his sixth day of life. And now here on the seventh day of life, he is podcasting. We should podcast from the Briss, but it sounds like you're going to have too much company. Well, I mean, we're recording the Zoom, so I can post that for Patreon. <laughs> Do you, let me ask you a question. Someone yeah. asked me this. Do you wear a yarmulke when you podcast, like at night in your house? Yeah, I mean, I wear a yarmulke just Who's your rabbi? He asked me, he called me up. Your high school yeah. rabbi was like. I mean, I happen to wear a, like a yarmulke just like, uh, now I'm actually not wearing one at this exact moment. Oh, look at this guy busted. Yeah, but I mean, I now, know if I, you had my head of hair, you would wear two yarmulkes at all times. To be <laughs> yeah, fair, it's much I, different. I, 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 I can never stop being orthodox because of my hair situation. Yeah, I can't wear like a baseball cap. It, hypothetically, if I ever work again, can't wear like a baseball. And, and people go back to work. Can't yeah. wear like a baseball cap. You know, so every yeah. in every situation. I just watched uh, the grand opening, uh, the the finale of season three of Curb Your Enthusiasm for pretty 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 good at Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast with me and Avsanensky, and uh, that one has the, you know, the, Larry hires the chef because he's bald. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, we watched it. Yeah, and then he catches the chef in the wild, with with a piece on, with a toupee on. Uh huh. Yeah. And he, no beca- he becomes enraged. That he got hired under false pretenses and he pretended to be bald. So yeah, you you got you gotta go with one and stick with it. I mean, I don't really give a shit, but you know, in the Larry David world, obviously, where where it's very important. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, maybe it's because I'm not bald, and so maybe I'm just like a, a like a baldist or whatever. But I, hair has never like I've never really thought about hair. Like on Seinfeld, George is constantly talking about hair, and obviously that's a doppelganger for Larry David, who's obsessed with hair, obsessed yeah, with baldness. Yeah, because if you have no hair, it's like, oh, it must be nice. I remember when I had the hair. But if but, you don't, you know what I mean? It's of course, I mean, you're, you're not don't really bald. You like to brag about being bald. Had. You're not actually bald. I think, no, I think people think I'm bald. I call no. myself balding on a podcast. People are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Ing? Oh, wait, really? Oh, they went in that. Oh, I was going to go the opposite direction. I was going to say that the bald people were offended at you calling yourself bald. Well, I have a lot of hair in the back of my head. <laughs> no, but, but you're not bald. You're not Homer Simpson bald. Come on. Well, I also think it works well that like the bald spot is mostly, if I wear a big yarmulke, yeah, the the the, uh, the that really fills up a lot of the spot. Like you could tell, there's not a lot of air under there, but it, yeah. everything is being covered basically. Well, Chuck Schumer has the joke, which he always repeats before Jewish audiences. When he was like a relatively young senator, uh, he ran into some constituent of his uh, in Brooklyn somewhere, some Jew, and she said, "You know, the thing I love most about you, Senator, or maybe it was a congressman at the time, is the fact that you always wear a yarmulke on, on the Capitol." And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I never wear one. And then he bends down, you know, in the audience to show that he's got the, the, the yarmulke sized bald spot in the middle of his head. Oh. So, yeah, it does look. I was once, Chuck Schumer once came to speak at my high school for reasons I'm not quite sure about. Yeah. And then because he came, I think Hillary came like two weeks later for a photo yeah. op. Okay. Um, but then, uh, so he gave like a big speech and we had to go, it was mandatory, it was in the gymnasium. Yeah. And, um, and you only wanted to go when Trump was speaking. Well, no, Trump did not come to our high school um go to, yeah the what's it called so so he like speaking it was fine it was a friendly audience and then one person starts yelling like you're not actually he had like one heckler like you're not actually jewish chuck schumer you're not a jew it was very bizarre <laughs> they came yeah. um but yeah chuck schumer uh can visit yeah so hillary have i told the story that hillary came and then the uh the the maintenance man the janitor uh ran into the picture because he thought he was i mean listen good for the school like he thought he was like the number one guy in the school 
uh, like, of course, if uh, this, you know, future possible president is going to be in the, it, like, at the school, like, she's going to want to. This sounds like know, a very anti-janitor take you're dropping right now. No, I'm saying it was pro. Like, the school was so, uh, treated him so well that he was under the impression. And maybe oh, so Hillary's star- posing for a picture with, like, the principal or whatever. The and the star student. The principal, like, the head of the, the star student, the head of the student council. Were you in the picture, Kiwi? No. Yeah, I was playing poker in the basement. I yeah, and I get well, she was yeah, there. yeah. Well, you, you you didn't want to take a picture with her because you know PizzaGate, obviously. But oh my god, it was way before PizzaGate. Come on. Well, but you knew uh, about it. It's probably Listen, the pandemic was already being planned at that point. Let's be honest. <laughs> so so uh, I guess he's taking in. some turns. He so the janitor in. I, jumps then, in. Yeah, I've I've probably told this, and the janitor was like the first person ever also to uh, have his wife leave him for someone they met on the internet. It was like AOL 1.0. And his wife met someone online and like Jenner had yeah. a wild life. Wild life. Uh, Too bad this whole conversation was definitely bombed. But oh shoot! All right. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think we start. Uh, we might have time. We should still keep talking just in case. We're, listen, we're enraging yeah. Sammy Chester. People are happy that you that you lowered the, the the volume of the bomb. Yes, last year the bomb was you know would really uh, watch out for that Chester bomb blast as as Justin Ramsey says. Oh, that's true. That's so true. yeah, I did, I did turn it down a little bit. I didn't want to break people's eardrums. And I felt bad. Oh, I know what I want to talk about on the next podcast. Let's. Talk about-